0: We're busting ours to kick yours. Fun to watch. Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast everybody. Bobby Blanco here with you as always from the safety of my own home. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. We got a fun episode for you today, which of course is brought to you by Marymount University. Visit marymountsaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. Exciting quick episode. We got a lot of news to get to on the heels of last night's Coco and Friends episode that uh, was shown on Masson. Hopefully you tuned in on Masson last night at 7 o'clock. Or if not, you caught on the uh, national social media channels um, re-watching today. A lot of fun news, of course, hosted by Dan Coco. We'll have Dan the man on the Masson All Access podcast coming up in just a few moments to talk about last night's episode and the special announcements that they made on and the special guests that he had. Those announcements, of course, being pretty exciting for nationals fans. Before we get to Dan, let's get into those real quick. Um, we've got special ceremonies and uh, a two part documentary series coming up this weekend for Nationals fans. You can catch on mass. First of all, the two parter starting on Saturday at 7 o'clock, May 23rd, uh, part one of Improbable, the 2019 Washington Nationals, a Curly W production, uh, the Nationals self produced uh, documentary about the 2019 season and the run to the World Series championship. Uh, Part 1, again, Saturday at 7 o'clock, and you can catch Part 2 on Sunday at 5.30 p.m. on Masson and on Nationals.com and throughout their social media accounts. It should be exciting night. Set your DVRs. You're going to want to see that. And for those asking about uh, where they're not being able to see uh, the documentary or uh, the other surprise listed on their TV guides, don't worry. Masson will have an updated program grid coming at you within uh, a few, a uh, couple of hours, hopefully later today, you'll be able to set your DVRs to record uh, the improbable documentary on the 2019 Nationals. An exciting time. I know a lot of fans had a, uh, a set issues. Even the Nationals players themselves had issues with <laughs> the Major League Baseball-produced documentary that came out after the World Series Championship. This one is a Nationals-produced uh, uh, feature, so it'll be all Nationals all the time. You'll have exclusive... Uh, behind-the-scenes look at to the 2019 season and, of course, the run-up to the Washington Nationals' first-ever World Series championship. Uh, a very exciting. I'm sure the, the Crowley W Productions does a great job with all of that. I can't wait to talk to Dan more about that uh, in a few. And then the moment that most Nationals, I know the Nationals players definitely, but all most Nationals fans have also been waiting for, a ring ceremony. The Nationals will celebrate the first-ever and hopefully— only ever virtual ring celebration that is coming out to you at right after part two of improbable. That'll be Sunday night at seven o'clock. It'll be on mass on MLB network. Also the nationals YouTube channel, Facebook on uh, facebook.com slash nationals nationals.com. Uh, it'll be everywhere. Hopefully you don't miss that. Uh, the players are getting their rings mailed to them. They will be opening them um, and seeing them for the very first time live on air Um, it's going to be an exciting time, you know, under the current circumstances, we're not able to, uh, celebrate and, and show this, uh, very special occasion with the fans at Nationals Park. So we're going to be, have to show it to you online. And of course you can also celebrate and benefit Nats for Good, uh, the community response fund by texting relief to 91347 or visiting nationals.com slash relief. Um, The Nationals are doing it all for you folks. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. It's a holiday weekend. No better time to celebrate uh, the Washington Nationals. Also the one year anniversary of May 24th 1931 special time uh, for Nationals fans, this hum- time of year, a date and uh, record that will go down in history and people hopefully won't forget the first ever and maybe only ever virtual ring celebrations. Well, I teased it before at the top of the show. We have Dan Kolko on the Mass on All Access podcast coming up. Let's hear from Dan, the man himself right now. Back on the and All Access podcast, and of course, we have a lot of exciting news coming out of Colco and Friends last night. Hope you watched on Masson. a two-part documentary series coming this weekend on Masson and on the national social media accounts, and also the ring ceremony, the first ever virtual ring ceremony. And I guess the maestro of it all, the Dan Colco and experience and the Colco and Friends is Dan Colco, and he's nice enough to join me on the Mass and All Access podcast right now. Dan, how are you? It's good to see you, man. It's been, it's been a while.
1: It has, Bobby. Are, are you now a friend? I mean, you were a friend before, but are you like officially a friend now that we're doing this via Zoom like I did last night?
0: I mean, apparently it's they're your friends. I, I think that's that's your call, man. Um, uh, I, I consider you, you a friend.
1: Back at, at you, man. Back uh, at
0: you. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, yeah, well, we wanted to. I appreciate that. I wanted to get you on the podcast. Um, obviously, uh, the Nationals had some exciting news coming out last night. They kept it a secret for about a week or so. Um, you kept it a secret, too. Just wanted to let ask you, first off, like, how did all of that, the Coco and Friends, I guess it was a, a collective Zoom. You had a bunch of different guests. How did that all come together, and, and how did you manage to pull that off, especially for someone like you who has extensive TV experience?
1: It was actually all organizationally driven. So they, the Nationals reached out to me and said that they were – interested in putting together a show that would make you know the these couple announcements about the the two-part documentary improbable which will air this weekend and also about the virtual ring ceremony and this was all information that they wanted to keep secretive leading up to this show that they put together they came up with the name colco and friends i told them i wasn't gonna uh, fight them on that it had a nice ring to it in my in my humble opinion um and yeah they they set up all the guests um and it was just on me to to ask some questions and and uh, try and steer us through an hour of programming from my couch. So it was it was different. I've done a lot of shows over uh, the course of my brief, you know, broadcasting career. I've never done a TV show from my couch before that aired on on actual television. So this was a, a new experience, but uh, it was fun. It was easy, um, and it was nice getting a chance to catch up with a bunch of the people in the organization that that helped make it all help make it all happen from Mark Lerner to Mike Rizzo, Davey Martinez, Ryan Zimmerman and on down. So, um, yeah, it, it all came to I thought fairly well. And a couple cool announcements for fans that I'm sure are craving new nationals content right now.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know we've, uh, here at mass and all access in the podcast have been trying to do our best to keep fans entertained through all of this and, um, giving some sort of normalcy and, and, and a taste of baseball that they're all craving. Uh, You mentioned the guests that you had, Mark Lerner, Mike Rizzo, Dave Martinez, Ryan Zimmerman. You also talked to someone from the uh, uh, head of the Nationals uh, video directing department, the Curly W Productions, about the documentary, Tom Verducci from MLB Network, just an extensive list of guests. Um, What was your kind of big takeaway from how they all kind of perceived, not just the announcements, but how Nationals have been producing this content for fans and the Curly W Productions and uh, a preview of of the documentary that uh, everyone's looking forward to so much.
1: Yeah, I'll start with the documentary. It's, it's something that I had heard about a little while ago. Major League Baseball, every year after the World Series, puts out its own documentary, which covers the World Series, but does so kind of split down the middle in terms of its its actual coverage. It'll, it'll focus on both teams with interviews uh, on, on both sides of, of the spectrum. And I know that there are some Nationals fans that felt that it might have even been more skewed towards the Astros this time around than it was the Nationals, even though the Nationals ended up winning the darn thing. Um, but independent of this, the Nationals over the last year or two have really expanded their production's capabilities. They've added staff, they've added uh, equipment, and they've, they've really ramped up what they call Curly W Productions. And they captured so much footage and so many interviews over the course of the postseason that it really did make sense for them to do something like this and especially now during this pandemic when they don't have you know coverage live on the fields to be producing content from why not go back and and relive what was such an amazing experience throughout october so from what i understand the documentary starts with the wild card game and it covers the entire postseason run uh the first part of the documentary will cover the wild card game, the NLDS win over the Dodgers and the NLCS win over the Cardinals. And then part two, which will air on Sunday, will cover the World Series itself. So really just a nice weekend full of content that can allow Nationals fans to go back and, and relive that magical October ride all over again.
0: And it's coming on a holiday weekend too. It's Memorial Day weekend. I think people are sleeping on that. Not to mention, also, it's the one year anniversary of May twenty fourth, uh, which is, of course, the the anniversary of when the Nationals turned their season around, came back from 1931, and thirty one. That uh, date that will Nats fans will hold dear for you know all for the rest of time. Um, very exciting. And to, you mentioned the Curly W Productions, Dan. I, I want to get your thoughts on this because I don't. I feel like at least in baseball, I feel like a lot of teams don't have digital production studios or, or, or staffs. Like they have your regular PR staff, your regular social media staff. Maybe they have some in-house staff to uh, to do stuff on the video boards at their stadiums, but not a full-blown digital production team. And I think Nats fans, and I, I know we in the media have enjoyed a lot of the productions that they've put it out over the couple of years kind of under the radar and that have blown up. I mean, to me, as a big Star Wars fan, I think immediately of the Sean Doolittle one, uh, when he's just talking about Star Wars for 20 minutes, um, I, they do the scorebook Bob one when he does he scores Juan Soto's first home run before his home his major league debut. They do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, do you find it kind of unique and special that the Nationals have a full team devoted to digital content like that?
1: Yeah, it is really cool, Bobby. And I think in this day and age, it, it's wise for organizations to look for ways to make their own. Uh, production uh, content unique, whether that's having a vast social media presence and really trying to ramp up what you're doing there, whether it be you know, creating witty content or just behind the scenes content or the video side of things. And I think the nationals are kind of approaching it from a two pronged approach there. And they've assisted uh, us with some of our shoots over the course of the last couple seasons. Some of my segments that, that I've done for our pregame shows have been assisted uh, by by Curly W Productions and their fantastic staff, and um, yeah, some some of the you know, things that we saw during the postseason too—the little edited clips that they were playing uh, to get fans fired up going into a big game, things like that—they've uh, they, done a great job. And again, I, I think it's smart for really any organization in this time when content is being consumed not just on television but on social media platforms uh, and, and on the internet to try and find ways to be creative and think outside the box a little bit. And they've done an awesome job.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, you know, if, as someone who I've, you know, I both obviously work in media and are part of creating content like that. It's something that's kind of cool that fans can go straight to the team as well as the local broadcasting network uh, for all the content. It's just never a shortage, especially in now in a time like this, uh, when content is kind of struggling uh, with a lack of games and a lack of baseball being played. All right, let's move on to the ring ceremony. I think that's something that a lot of fans are, are clinging on or are super excited to hear about. Um, I don't know if you have any insight to this. If, if not, you know, that's fine. I, I, I feel like the Nationals kind of held this close to the chest for obvious reasons over the last couple of weeks. Um, but just take us through, like, the idea of, doing a virtual ring ceremony. I mentioned uh, at the top of the show that it's the first ever, hopefully the only ever virtual ring ceremony. I know a lot of fans were excited to hopefully get to nationals park to celebrate this. Um, maybe hopefully not, but maybe once in a lifetime uh, event with, with their favorite team and their favorite players, just any insight on how this kind of came about and the decision that went into this or, or what are your thoughts about the, the decision to make it all virtual?
1: Yeah, this is something that that ownership and people at the high levels of the Nationals organization have been pondering for the last couple of weeks now. Especially as we got deeper into May and it became more uh, more clear that even if and when there are games this year, they were almost certainly going to be without fans in the stands. I think early on, you know, in March and and early parts of April, you heard some people in the organization say, "Well, we're." You know, we're not going to do this unless fans can can experience it there with us. And that really, at this point, is just not realistic. And and in a sense, Bobby, there, there's ways to view everything in, the, in this current time on a negative uh, side of things or a positive. The negative is that fans can't be there and see the players get their rings and all of that. The positive side to this is they'll probably get more of an up-close and personal experience into – the ring itself, they'll get a better look at it. They'll, they'll have more of an opportunity to understand how and why Mark Lerner and the ownership group crafted the ring the way that they did. I'm sure they'll, they'll speak about that entire experience and how the ring came together. I do know that there are a couple uh, unique parts of the ring. I have no idea what it looks like, but I have gotten, you know, some some little tidbits have slipped out about some things that are unique unique to this specific team that will be a part of the ring and, and featured on there. So there will be more of an opportunity for fans to hear and see all of this during an hour long TV special. than there would be, if it was a 10 minute ceremony at nationals park where they're just seeing it on the, on the big screen. And then, you know, there's baseball a couple minutes later. So uh, I think it's, it's, it's obviously a, a tough time now. And we all would love to to see the players get their rings and everyone revel in that together with 44,000 people at Nationals Park uh, being there for it. But in some ways, this is, this is even more cool than it would have been otherwise. And um, I know the players are just super eager to finally glimpse the thing. It's now been, what, seven weeks longer than, than they anticipated having to wait to, to see this ring and to finally put it on their finger. So uh, as Tom Verducci Ber- said last night on, on our show, uh, I think pretty eloquently, he said, you know, I don't think players care if the milkman delivers it, if it comes via FedEx, if it gets dropped off on their front stoop by a stranger. They they just want the ring. It means so much to them, and they'll get a chance to finally see it and uh, and touch it sometime soon.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be actually kind of my follow-up question is that how, I mean, I think that fans, maybe you have a different interpretation but or a sense of how fans are feeling, but you know, I think, ideal again, it's not an ideal situation. I think fans would have liked to have been at Nationals Park, but I think you make also make a great point that this can actually reach more people doing it this way than just cramming 40,000-plus people in Nationals Park. You can reach the entire fan base this way um, at one time, which is a pretty special and unique opportunity for, for the Nationals and the fans. But I want to get your sense. Do you have a sense of how the players kind of react to this? I understand the sense that, you know, uh, they want to – they just want the ring. You know, that's obviously a huge part of winning a championship is being able to hold and put on uh, that championship ring. But, you know, we've heard from Davey Martinez, Mike Rizzo, a couple of the players so far throughout all of this shutdown uh, via Zoom calls, and they have all echoed the same sentiment that they want to celebrate with the fans. This is a, not only special in that it was uh, their first ever championship Uh, World Series championship celebrated by the team. But the way that it all happened, coming down from 19 and 31, coming back in in the wild card game, coming down from the Dodgers, sweeping the Cardinals, uh, losing all three home games in the World Series and and winning two in a row in Houston to win the thing, uh, it's a very special thing that they all share with the fan base and the fans like to share with the the players. Do you have a sense that some players might be a little more upset that it's not at Nationals Park or do they – enjoy the idea that they're going to be able to celebrate virtually with, with the fans.
1: I think they're realistic and they understand that that really wasn't going to be possible this year. And next year, who knows what the roster looks like. There are a lot of guys that have their contracts expiring after this year. Maybe they're back in, in 2021 and maybe they're not. So it it is what it is, right? We're, We're all having to adapt during these times and it's not perfect. It's not ideal. But I, I think it's a cool thing, and believe me, the team will find a way the first time that we're all able to be at Nationals Park together to do something. They're going to raise a banner. They're going to find a way to make that experience special and still you know, look back on, on the 2019 championship. And so it's not like that will never happen. It certainly will happen in a much different manner than they and fans would have ideally liked. But these are the, the times that we're in. This is the situation that we're in, and we all have to make do, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's a good point, and I don't think people should sleep on the banner too. That's something that can only happen before a game. You know, they can't just raise it without anybody there. That's going to be a staple on Nationals Park for years to come. Uh, just one more thing uh, before I, I get you let you go, Dan. Um, I'm going to pull up the graphic for the ring celebration um, on, on on for people who are watching on Twitter and on the Mass Nationals Facebook and YouTube pages. A really cool thing about the ring celebration as well is that it's also going to be – you can contribute to Nats for Good, the community response fund. You can text RELIEF to 91347 or visit nationals.com slash RELIEF. Just another thing that the Nationals didn't let kind of slip under the rug, they understand the times that we're in um, and are not only celebrating or making this a celebration, but they're giving back to the community during all of this. They're celebrating themselves but also celebrating the fan base, the D.C. community, and, and giving back while also celebrating a championship which is pretty cool
1: yeah and they've done an awesome thing throughout this entire pandemic which is open up nationals park to jose andres and and the world central kitchen who are preparing uh i believe the last update that i heard was over a quarter of a million meals for people who are uh you know food insecure right now in the dc area so this is something that you know Nats for Good, Nats Philanthropies are, are doing a fantastic job of making the best out of a bad situation and trying to help people right now. And uh, as you said, people can make a donation um, and they can help provide meals to those that, that need it right now. And the Nats are doing a cool thing as well, where if you uh, participate in that and get in on the uh, the donating, your message can be shown during the ring ceremony uh, broadcast on Sunday so you can see your message on air as well so um, if you're able please uh, please feel free to to donate and to help the Nationals and, and their philanthrop uh, philanthropic organization as, as they continue to do some good in the community just a really nice way of, of using the space that they have and, and the kitchens that they have at Nationals Park to do some good
0: yeah that's great I, I think the Nationals are doing an excellent job they're definitely one of the leaders in the at least in the area in terms of giving back to the community. Dan, thanks so much. Really appreciate the time. Great job last night. As always, you're the man on TV. Obviously, you have built special relationships with all the people in the Nationals organization and that they trusted you to pull something off like that. You did a great job. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the documentary, the ring ceremony, and the and the long weekend. And hope you're staying safe.
1: Back at you, Bobby. Good to talk to you, man.
0: All right, Dan Coco, of course, broadcaster on Nats Extra. Whenever we have games, we'll see his face on Masson again. Again, thank you, Dan. Thanks again to Dan Coco for joining me on the Masson All Access podcast. Of course, it's been an exciting 24 hours or less for Nationals fans with uh, the announcement of all of the celebrations that are happening this weekend. Hopefully you're tuning in for that. Let's run that down for you. Real quick before we get out of here, of course, catch Improbable, the 2019 Washington Nationals two-part documentary series brought, uh, produced by the Curly W Productions staff, all about the Nationals. Uh, part one is this Saturday, May 23rd at 7 p.m. You can catch part two on Sunday, May 24th at 5.30 p.m. on Masson and Nationals.com, which, of course, leads up to the virtual ring celebration, you can catch that on Mass and MLB Network, Nationals' YouTube channel, facebook.com slash nationals, nationals.com on Sunday, May 24th at 7 o'clock right after part two of Improbable. We'll get all the reactions from the players and the coaches and the staff and the front office and the ownership um, about the ring, the championship rings, the Nationals will be celebrating, and you can help raise money and, and give back to the community. Hashtag Nats for Good, Community Response Fund, text RELIEF. To 91347 or visit nationals.com slash relief uh, to give back to the community. Also, we have a lot of uh, the coverage still on MassinSports.com. Don't forget Mark Zuckerman and Byron Kerr um, have all the latest news and notes for the Nationals on MassinSports.com. Mark Zuckerman uh, this morning, Wednesday morning, talking about given the state of things, a virtual ring ceremony makes sense. Um, it's a tough time for all of us, but the Nationals are bringing the ceremony to fans which, of course, is a lot of fun, um, and and Mark agrees and, and is breaking down how uh, during these tough times it makes sense for the Nats to bring the ceremony to fans. Also, Byron Kerr you know, got to, got to talk to Bo Porter, uh, Madison analyst, alongside with Dan Koko on the Madison uh, Nats extra pre- and post-game shows, and he's talking about how in his transition from the field to the screen Uh, Bo Porter had a special appreciation for the Nats title run this past season. Hopefully, we'll hear from Bo um, soon um, on TV. But you can catch his notes and his quotes uh, on Byron Kerr's article on MassinSports.com. And if you actually want, if you want actual baseball games, we have those as well. Don't forget, Massin is airing Nationals classics all week long throughout these uh quarantine times. Um, this week, a couple of really good ones from 2019. A lot of Nats fans will remember this one. Uh, tonight, Wednesday, May 20th at seven o'clock, tune into Masson uh, and catch another Max Scherzer gem. He stays hot. He uh, strikes out 11 Royals in the Nats' uh, 6-0 shutout win, um, and he uh, Max earns his seventh win in, his, in a row. He got real hot uh, in the middle of last season, um, and it's another great outing for Max. And then on Friday night, right before the celebration start, kick off the weekend. With the comeback game, the boom game, Kurt Suzuki's walk-off home run after the Nats come back down from six runs in the ninth inning. They stunned the Mets. Um, Dan mentioned that. I think we, we heard um, Mike Rizzo mention that last night on Coco in France. Um, one of the staples of the 2019 national seasons. Uh, you can catch that entire game Friday night, May 22nd at 7 o'clock. And uh, be sure to tune in and kick off your celebratory weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, in the right fashion for all Nats fans. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Of course, you can watch the Mass and All Access podcast on the um, uh, Mass and Nationals Twitter account, YouTube page, Facebook page. We appreciate you all tuning in um, and joining us. And, of course, you can catch the normal podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Wherever you catch podcasts, you can catch the Mass and All Access podcast um, and we hope that you're tuning in and enjoying some of the baseball relief we're giving you during these quarantine times. Again, th- special thanks to Dan for all his uh, his his appreci- for all his help and for joining the podcast this week. Got us some good insight into last night's production and this weekend celebration. Hope all you Nats fans enjoy the celebration this weekend. I'm Bobby Blanco, Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter. If you can give me a follow, I love to hear you. I'll be tweeting along during uh, the documentary, and the ring ceremony this weekend. Hope you guys all enjoy. Again, thanks to Dan. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.